my loves, and welcome to the Royal Room, episode two. The topic today is DMs, dating, and destiny. And I know you all are so excited to get into it because it is such a relevant topic for many of us. And to my people who are married now, you weren't before. So I know you went through the struggle too. Um, So we're here to talk about it, to uncover some things, uh, to get some wisdom and insight. Or maybe just vent. Maybe I don't have real wisdom for you. Maybe I just want to talk about my issues and my feelings. But you're going to have to stick around to find out (laughs) which it is. Um, So yeah, come on in, y'all. The water is fine. All right, so let's get into it. The first order of business is affirmations. Y'all know we were going to start off every episode with the affirmations of today. Are you ready? To affirm yourself. Let's get into it. Today's affirmations are. The love that is for me. Is coming to me. I'm going to say it again. You can say it with me. Okay. The love that is for me. Is coming to me. Affirmation two. I am confident. And do not accept less than I deserve. One more time. I am confident and do not accept less than I deserve. Somebody better say amen. All right. Affirmation number three. Everything that God has for me is coming to me. Everything, everything that God has for me is coming to me. And affirmation number four today is I lack nothing. I lack nothing nothing. So I hope y'all pause, rewind, and repeat and say those things over yourselves. Say them as affirmations. Say them as declarations. Say them as prayers. They are true things that are coming to you. They are your inheritance. Declare them. Believe them. Assert them. Speak with power and authority over your life. Um, These are just a few affirmations of a longer list of affirmations I feel like the Lord gave me. And I'm actually going to make those available. um, They're already available on audio well to some uh there was a point during the month of march i believe where i had this special where people contacted me i directly sent them audio recordings of two sets of affirmations that will soon be made available on queengpoetry.com i listen to them very regularly i recommend you listen to them every day they have truly truly blessed my life i'll also have written copies available for people to download and that will be available on queengypoetry.com in the future but if you all want to kick it with us every episode we will be giving those affirmations at the beginning of the episode we're going to assert ourselves and speak life start this episode right knowing That we are the royalty that we are, you know, before we get real in these streets. Okay, so we also want to reflect, right? I think reflection and introspection is real important. So we have a few reflective questions we're going to ask ourselves every episode. Are you ready to get into it? Oh, wow. I know you think I didn't hear you say amen, but you certainly did. (laughs) Okay, Um, so our reflections. Hmm. Now, I haven't prepared answers, so I'm going to think about this as I talk to y'all. Reflection number one. How have I felt loved this week? That's a good question, self. Let me think. (laughs) How have I felt loved this week? 
I have felt loved um, in, I know it sounds churchy, but I feel like I've really felt loved in, um, in prayer in like in, in scriptures or reading certain things, just the timeliness of that and feeling like it's for me. Like there is something there, there's this divine assignment for that particular word of encouragement to come to me. And I also, I was talking with my friends, um, you know, my prayer partners and such. I was talking to them earlier in the week on Sunday about how, like, I am in this space where I feel like God has finally answered some prayers in terms of changes that I wanted to make within myself. And I was really frustrated and I would pray the same thing over and over and over and be like, Lord, well, you want me to change and I want me to change. So why aren't things changing? And, you know, constantly bringing that before God and feeling a little frustrated that things weren't happening differently, but being able to really see myself grow and change and see like finally that prayer is starting to be answered and it's not like a temporary thing like really feeling like I am becoming better like I'm becoming the woman that I want to be I feel like loved through that I feel loved by God through that through that answered prayer and through that development of not leaving me where I am but loving me where I am wherever I am but then also not leaving me there like God is dope for that. So that definitely has made me feel loved this week. Um, that's my answer. When you all comment and DM me, let me know what your answers for that question are. All right, let's move on to reflection number two. What do I need to work on or improve? <clears throat> well, y'all, I am sitting at my desk right now and I have things affirmations assignments things I'm inspired by posted all over <laughs> in my desk area as my friends who have come over can attest to and um there is something up here ah, that says excuse me I was just pinning something else up onto my wall of inspiration and accountability um that says you do not deserve to be successful until you learn how to steward your time and that's a quote by Dr. Matthew Stevenson it's funny because the testimony that I just gave like my reflection about how I felt loved because I feel like I'm becoming better you know more disciplined um, just because I'm becoming better does not mean that I have arrived. And that is something I have put directly in front of my face on my desk because it's <laughs> something that's really important. And it's something that I am striving towards and reminding myself of that. I'd never want to have a feeling of entitlement of feeling like I should, I deserve, I should have, how come it's not like this. Uh, and more so a mindset of I don't deserve the success that I desire at the level that I desire until I'm a good steward of my time and resources. It just says time, but I'm going to add in resources. Um, if I'm not stewarding that well, I don't know that I deserve. Uh, first of all, everything is grace anyways. I don't know what I deserve, but earn, I should say. I don't know that I've earned that success. So um, 
I think that those words have been pricking my heart more recently <laughs> than ever before. And like sometimes I'll be like taking a break from work or laying down or being lazy and working on my phone and stuff. And that will come to me of like, is what I'm sowing right now reflective of what I want to reap? You know, and then it, you know, it, it, it kicks me in the behind and <laughs> I realize that I need to work harder. But it's coming from a place of love, so I don't feel bad or guilty. I feel, like, convicted and encouraged to, like, work harder and do better. So that's definitely something that I want to be a better steward of. That's something that I want to work on and improve. All right. So next question is, what am I proud of? You know, what am I proud of? Hmm. I am... I guess this might go back. It, it might be in conjunction again. I guess there's a theme this week with my reflection. Um, it kind of goes back to the fruit of question one. And I just, I feel proud of who I'm becoming. I'm not going to say that everything I am right now, I am like, so like, oh my gosh, I'm, <laughs> I've arrived. I don't feel that way at all. I feel like I am constantly in need of improvement in like really, really significant ways. But I am really proud of being able to see who I've become up close and know that she is not the person she was 10 years ago, that she's not the person she was five years ago. I'm not even the person I was five months ago. Like, I am consistently progressing right now, and I'm very proud of that. And I know a majority of that is grace, but it also takes personal work and effort. Um, and being intentional and attentive to myself and my self-development and growth. Um, as God is good, but my sister says even the Holy Ghost uh, won't pour a glass of water for you. So, like, as much as God can give us grace to be the best people that we can be, like, we have to invest in that work. He's not going to do that for us. And so I'm really grateful to be able to look at myself and see I'm better, you know. I'm better than what... If, if I was in a relationship a few months ago, like the woman I am now is better than whoever was in that relationship. If I was working at a certain level a few months ago, I feel like I'm better. I feel like emotionally I'm better. I feel like mentally uh, I'm better. Uh, I just even physically I'm just better. And I am also just proud of uh, the way that I feel about myself. I think that is hard work, you know, talking about some of the topics we touched on last week in regards to our self-perception and me specifically realizing that how I wanted to be perceived and who I thought I was was not in alignment with who I really was um, because my actions would expose me. My actions and my choices would kind of be indicators that, hey, you're more insecure than you're letting on. Or, you know, you haven't really settled this in yourself or you don't really think that you're amazing. You know it with a head knowledge, but you don't believe it in your heart. You don't believe it. You haven't applied it to the way that you live your life. And I feel like I've grown so much in that capacity as of late. Um, and not just the, the standards I hold other people to, but how I view myself and my body. I'm popping, my G. Like... <laughs> I just am appreciative of myself and what I bring to the world and and who I am in in every regard. And it's it's not an appreciation that is like this blind confidence that says or arrogance that says I'm amazing and I don't need to change. 
I'm wonderful and everyone everyone else is wrong and I'm right. Like it's not that kind of superficial, blind um, self-assurance, but it's one that says I can pers- I can point out the things that I need to work on and it not be an indictment of my worth or value or beauty as a woman and my um, amazingness. It's not an indictment. In fact, it's a tool to help me become better. It's a self-assurance that is grounded and that is confident and I'm very proud of that because it's hard work to be in that space, but I'm glad that I am moving in that direction and for the sake of who I used to be and what I went through as a child and what I went through as even a teenager and a young adult, like for their sake, I'm grateful to be in this space and to be actively progressing towards that and to know it doesn't mean perfection and it doesn't mean you don't have things you need to grow in, but it means you appreciate who you are, how you are in whatever state that you are. Um, and our last question is, what do I need to forgive myself for? Ooh, that's thick. <laughs> that's deep. I would like to think that I have been better at forgiving myself recently because I came to the revelation that the more grace that I learned to extend to myself the better I am at at extending that grace to other people. The more that I am compassionate or kind um, or forgiving to myself, the better I am at doing that for other people. Um, When I see myself being harsh on others, when I see myself like being bitter or holding on to things, I realize that in some capacity, that is a reflection of myself and my lack of kindness towards Gabrielle, towards Queen. So um, I will say that I have been better at being kinder to myself. Um, I think I need to forgive myself for, I think what I tend to fall in the habit of is sometimes I'll think about things that happened um in the past where it's like, oh, I could have done that better or I wish I would have said that differently or wish I would have communicated differently. And so it's not this constant, um, it's not this constant ridicule of self, but it's these moments where I can be hard on me. And it's not to say that we shouldn't be accountable for what we say our actions, but it's to say that we can't let those things define us. Um, there's a quote from a devotional that I read this week, and I'll read it to you. It says, once God has forgiven you, you have no claim to your past sins, failures, or weaknesses. Each time you dwell on your past failures, you are closing your heart and mind to the blessings that God has in store for you. And this is from the devotional in the Bible app, Seven Keys to Emotional Wholeness. And I think that's so true. Um, We hear so much about forgiving others, but a lot of our healing also comes from forgiving ourselves. And I realize that um, to not forgive myself is almost like selfish. It's closing off like the joy and the love and the intimacy that God wants to allow to enter into my heart and reading it from the the, the perspective of like, you don't have claim to your, 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 who you used to be, your past faults and your sins and your failures and your weaknesses. You don't get to claim them anymore because you're not them. 
that's not who you are anymore. And so I'm trying to to practice that. Um and, and trying to practice that so much that when those moments come up where I think of something that happened five years ago or five months ago or five weeks ago, that I can remind myself, hey, I don't have claim to that failure. <laughs> I don't have claim to that. And really being presently minded. How can I maximize the person that I am right now and the time that I have right now um, and the grace that I've been given for today? Those are my reflections. I sincerely hope that you think about those reflective questions uh, I'll repeat them one more time so y'all have them. And I would love for you to DM me, email us at queengpoetry@gmail.com, leave comments on the podcast or wherever you connect with Queen G Poetry because I'd love to hear your thoughts on our affirmations and our reflections if you feel comfortable sharing them. So once again, those reflections are, have I, how have I felt loved this week? What do I need to work on or improve? What am I proud of? And what do I need to forgive myself for? So we'll be checking in every episode with those reflections to, you know, introspection. Introspection is a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? All right. So next up is one of my favorite parts of the episode, y'all. If I had a drum roll, I would drop it right now. Because it's time for our Black Diamond feature. And our Black Diamond feature this week is not only a beautiful Sierra Leonean, like dark skin, gorgeous, fine, kind, meek, warm hearted, extremely uh, wise, intelligent young woman who happens to be one of my besties. Who I'm, whom I've known for like, is it 2000, like 14 years, like 14 years, something like that. Anyways, she is also a super dope creative that I am constantly inspired by. And one of the creative minds I love to bounce ideas off of. She is a blogger and a songwriter. And her name is Zainab Cisse. <laughs> So as our first Royal Room Black Diamond feature, we asked Zainab a series of questions and the following are her answers in her words to hopefully give you all a snapshot of this fellow black woman creative whom we love and we adore. To give you a little bit of context, as I said before, Zainab is one of my very best friends and we go way back, but not just as homies, like we created together long before I was performing poems. I was actually writing songs and uh, creating music. And uh, we also danced together. I did a lot of dancing up until recently, most of my life. I was a dancer and Zainab danced with me. We did African dance uh, with Brown University together. And um, we created a lot of music projects and mentoring um, work with Project Peace together. And so when I say that I appreciate her creative mind, um, the beauty of her simplicity and intricacy and the unique ways that that 
um, that that art manifests itself and expresses itself. I know firsthand uh, the work that she does, and I've watched her develop over the years from a youth, <laughs> even long before, like before she converted to Christ and all of those things. Um, just watching her grow and develop as an artist and as a woman, I just have appreciated that up close. So I am honored to share some of her story with you. We asked Zainab to give us a little blurb about herself. Here's what she said. I am a blogger and aspiring writer. My blog is called Beautifies the Meek, and it is my baby. The purpose of Beautifies the Meek is to encourage and inspire women all around the world to live fully for Christ, to provide modest style tips and ideas for the everyday woman. Beautifies the Meek is all about celebrating the place a woman has in the world, in the church, and most importantly, in Christ. This blog is beyond denomination, and my prayer is to reach every woman from all walks of life with the love and the gospel of Jesus Christ. When asked what drives her, Zainab says, purpose is what drives me to do what I do. Knowing more and understanding why I was put on the earth helps me to stay focused. I also really enjoy blogging about style and everyday things that interest me. I think loving what I do is also a great motivator. Thinking back to when I was younger, I wish I had someone to tell me that I was enough, that my beauty was enough, that I had something of value to offer, someone to invest in me and pour into me. Because I went through what I went through, I really want to be that someone for a teenager out there or a woman out there that may be struggling. If you would love to check out her baby, her blog, www.beautifiesthemeek.blogspot.com is where you should go. She also blogs on Instagram and you can follow her on IG at beautifiesthemeek. She is also on Facebook, so you can go to beautifiesthemeek blog. If you want to hear more of her answers to this interview, you can head over to www.queengpoetry.com and click on our Black Diamond Features tab where you can see a picture and get to know more about our feature for episode two. I really hope y'all get into it. I think she is one of the most beautiful people that I know. I think her gift is absolutely phenomenal and I'm really glad I get to share her with the world and hopefully y'all can fangirl like I do on a regular basis if you are interested in being a black diamond feature or if you would like to submit someone who should be a black diamond feature remember you can email me at queengpoetry at gmail.com or per the usual you can dm us on any of our queengpoetry social media sites Right, y'all. So this is the segment of the show where we will read a poem or a piece of poetry. Most times it's going to be written by me, Queen G. Other times, um, if I'm feeling real special, I will feature art 
uh, or a piece of work from a poet that I'm inspired by. Our idea here is to use a piece of artwork and use a piece of poetry to create the context of discussion for our dialogue. And I know you didn't forget that today's episode is DMs Dating and Destiny. So this little piece right here is called Bricks. And maybe you relate to it. Maybe you maybe you won't. Maybe it'll be familiar for some of you. And y'all going to be like, ah, I felt that in my soul. And maybe you won't. But the point is, um, we're going to use this piece to create a context. So we can get into this discussion. This piece is called Bricks. I told you to make brick of my bones and call me home. Call my heart fireplace and recommended you cozy up near the flame, even if it is just to stay warm for the night. You did not have to lock the door. I did not charge you or make you pay the bill. I baked you loveliness for breakfast, let faithful waft into your bed and gently wake you in the morning, ground my brokenness to dust and sprinkled it on top for flavor. Said, eat your fill. You do not have to stay and clean up. So long as you don't leave empty. I did not know you would take the bricks. And the fire. And the door. When you left silently in the middle of the night. Looking for springtime or softer soil, I guess. You had a craving for flowers I could not grow here, or delicacies I did not master. I did not even cry. Even if I watered the ground with my tears, I knew it would not bring you back. This soil is no good for those kinds of seeds, but I didn't want you to associate me with anything that ever stopped you from flying, so I told you. No matter how tightly my arms wrapped around your neck, they were not chains. So that was Bricks. And we're actually going to drive like right into the discussion because I have my girl Jasmine Lynn here, who is a fellow creative and poet and hey just yo. dope black woman and who also is very stressed by dating and DMs. <laughs> Especially in the context of our greater destiny. <laughs> and that piece is, um, uh, I, I guess it's, it's a great, I think it's a good discussion starter. Because a lot of us millennials, or even non-millennials, you know, just dating young adults, whatever. Um, have experienced some levels of this, right? Of, um... Just being in a really unique and interesting romantic atmosphere within our generation and wanting <laughs> to be a space of love and security and, you know, wanting to invest that, but also having this fear of whatever. Um, sometimes it's a fear of if we set our standards too high, if, if we if we set a certain context, then we'll cause people to flee. Then, you know, they, they won't be willing to invest what we've been willing to invest or what what have you. I mean, um, we tend to make decisions more based on fear. Um, 
than based on our future and based on what we actually want. And um, that feeling of creating a space where you've made a home of yourself, you made a home of your body, of your soul, of your heart for someone else. And you think that because you've given space or freedom that they'll call it home, but they really just call it convenience, right? And so <laughs> at some point they, they get up and go and you want to feel like you've been robbed, but you left the door unlocked. You know, you've left the door open. It's not a robbery, you know, and they will find what they're looking for elsewhere. And I find a lot of us fall into this cycle in some way, shape or form. So Jasmine said she just heard this. This is the second time um, today hearing the piece out loud. And I guess she said she got some addition some insights what were you saying <laughs> about like seeing both sides so, of the piece okay so as i was listening to you um go over this poem the first time i thought of the times when i have been the person that made home of myself um and preach it's not hard for us to be able to really um be able to recognize our role as, as the one that maybe mm, <sighs> unintentionally be, being the victim of somebody walking out or misusing us or, or um, mistreating us or however that, however that negative side of that can be handled. Um, it's not hard to, to recognize that that's us. Oh, yeah, I've been that person. Oh, I've done that thing. And oh, mm. yeah. They did but me dirty too, sis. Exactly. That whole vibe. Yeah, yeah, no. Real talk, real talk. Exactly. But in the second time around, um, I began to kind of reflect and I was like, oh. <laughs> you were I, the one? Yeah, I've been the one. Guilty. You made home with somebody and then you left. Guilty. <laughs> with my hand up slightly you ain't even um, locked the doors of nothing nothing um <laughs> <laughs> nothing shame I'm just I mean kidding. you know <laughs> I think yeah but it's but that's real life is um you don't and in, in the moment you don't realize that that's what you're doing though right. that's the thing yeah and, and and I think that's why um for myself the first time around I didn't connect the poem to my experience as the person that was like yeah, I was the one that took the bricks and the fire and the dough. And <laughs> Woo! 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 Like... <laughs> well, no, when you repeated that, it hit my heart a little bit. It felt a little real for a second. It was like that. <laughs> it was like that. You that person. No, no, not, no, no. It, it, it stung not because you've been that person, <laughs> but it just was a reminder like that I was in a position where like somebody took the bricks. Yeah. And the fire. Yeah. And the dough. You know, and like the door. Like, dang. And the door. <laughs> and it puts me in a place of being like, dag. It's it's the same sentiment of the piece. It's like I, I did that though. Like mm-hmm. I gave you space to have access. And it's not absolving the other person right. of their right. part, but realizing like what where was I? What space am I in? Where's my state of mind and the state of my soul that I felt okay? Um, for me, knowing me, like some of y'all can roll with that and do that, and that's right. that you, you are right. Uh, I'm not talking to those people, bless you, but <laughs> for people who know that that doesn't align with who they are, but they're trying to be something um, for the sake of someone else at the cost mm-hmm. of themselves, like knowing that would be potentially at the cost of me. Why did I leave the door open? 
Right. You know, realizing like, right. dang, it's not a robbery. It's like being asleep in your home and you're taking care of a guest. Right. And you, you wake up and everything is gone. <laughs> But you let them in and you left the door unlocked. And, you know, it's not the same as to say, oh, I was in my house and I had everything bolted up. Somebody broke in the door, put a gun to my head. So it's not the same. So, you know, we're big on introspection here at the Royal Room. (laughs) But thinking about what state am I in and what does that say about me, especially in the context of relationships. Today we're talking about dating where I felt that in that particular space of time that that was an okay option. Mm-hmm. And also understanding, like, you know, always playing the victim. I mean, everyone has a role in everything. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely believe that, even if it means I'm the one who had, didn't set the boundary. Um, <clears throat> and being like, are there ways that I did that, too? Where There's a thing that I wrote about. Um, it was just a little blurb, but it kind of was from the perspective of, like, what do you do when there's a crime scene and no criminals, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing. But, like, what if you, what, what if no one is the true culprit? What if we're all, we, we all have blood on our hands? How do we deal? Because the crime is still committed, you know what I mean? Dang. Dang. Um, and that's how it is sometimes, too. Like, maybe, did I leave? Did I leave? Did I yeah. leave? Did I? That, yeah. Did I? You know? Am that, I, did I take that, somebody's bridge? That, and that, I need it at all? That, you know? That, and why do why do we do that oh well i'll ask jasmine before we get into more of our discussion points <laughs> since we're you know generating the dialogue um what do you think that is like what puts you in a position to be the home to open up yourself to be that home and then what puts you in a position mm. to um be the person who leaves Okay, so I think it's easier to kind of pinpoint the why we make a home of ourselves um, more so. Oh, actually, no, I reverse that. (laughs) Because sometimes you don't, sometimes you just, you just be in the habit of making people comfortable. um, Mm. And... Feeling like you're disposable. Right, and and that that comes more naturally to us, I think. Um, to bend and conform for the comfort of others and make space Mm -hmm. space for other people to be here and not allow space for ourselves at the cost of our own space preach so Mm -hmm. i think that that's more understandable as to like how that happens but from the from the perspective of a person who is a brick stealer um, we're gonna use that hashtag brick stealer (laughs) you heard it here first (laughs) Hashtag brick stealer, code word. Now you know what it means, okay? Now you know. So as a person who has been a brick stealer, I think that the way that you end up kind of, um, for me, okay, I can speak to an isolated event for myself um, where this person was totally invested and so like that they, they, now in my opinion, I thought and I still think that the investment was not exactly well founded, mm. um, and so I don't believe that I made the wrong decision in leaving. Um, but I just feel like it could have been left. a smoother transition. It could have been better explained. It could have things could have been discussed along the way to avoid the ending having to be so yeah. abrupt. Yeah. Um, but that was again onus on both of us. Um, for yeah. me, in that particular scenario, and it, it stood out to me when you, when you were reading the portion that said in the middle of the night, 
Mm-hmm. And I was just like, ooh. So it's like you unsuspecting, you don't know that it's coming, you're settled in, you're relaxed, yeah. you're calm, and then all of a sudden... Getting ready to wake up in the morning and bake some more loveliness. Exactly. And, and, and you wake <laughs> Ain't nobody there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so for, for me, I'm like realizing that like um that I didn't intend to necessarily steal the bricks and the door and the fire um Dang. but my intention was you feeling a whole lot of stuff that I'm not really feeling and this is getting intense and I don't know what to do with this so bye um without Ooh. actually saying bye just like you ghosted Jasmine Lynn? I did. Oh! <laughs> Jasmine Lynn! I ghosted. I ghosted. Um, oh, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, no, I mean, it's happened in real life. <laughs> ooh, so, ooh. It's, so it's not, it's not the best thing. But I, I feel like everybody's ghosted that. at one point, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. oh, most yeah. people. I won't say everybody in project, but I'm going to say most exactly. people in some capacity. Because yeah. we're evolving beings. Exactly. Okay, you know, you know, we're just at a different place of evolution at that time. It's fine. <laughs> go on, go on, sis, go on. Uh, but I think that it's, I, I think that it's um, easy to pinpoint um, how you fall into the becoming the house and creating the space. Um, but it's not as easy to pinpoint the reasoning why you would end up being the person who steals the bricks and walks out or um, just disappears out of nowhere in the middle of the night. Just it's um, e- Because it's easy to say, oh, it's not my right, fault. You left the door right, open. Which right. is often what happens. Like, it's a little bit of gaslighting. It's like it not, is. it's not untrue. Dang. But it's also like a projection of like, but you know I don't let everybody into my house. Though. They're like, oh, you left the right. door open. You know, and right. so, but when you can when there's a space uh when there's a lack of accountability to self it is right. easy to be able to say and so so that you can sleep at night so you can be like well it's not really my fault they knew what it was da, da, da. so you know i think for me i am just naturally like this lover i fall into the space of i don't know how to love little i always love big and it's kind of like self-sacrifice is second nature to me I know more about sacrificing myself than I do about taking care of myself and making making sure that there is space for me I will bend and fold and contort as I've said in a poem I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. somewhere there's a poem somewhere with those lines in them Um, it's there it's there is it there thank you Uh, for for others um and I think part of that has to do with my personality I think part of that has to do with growing up and learning what love was and what it looked like and a lot of what love was not was kind of exemplified to be like this is just what love is and um I have a habit of desiring to heal people and wanting to create space like if no one ever Mm -hmm. listened I want to be the listener if no one ever encouraged I want to be the encourager Mm -hmm. if there I have the bad habit of seeing the good in people (laughs) you can quote me on it and I think you know I go into spaces where Mm -hmm. because I have this God-given insight to see the root of things in people and to see the brokenness in them and to know where it comes from um my compassion in that doesn't I, so I have an insight and a compassion, but um, not always the self-awareness and um, maybe wisdom to handle it correctly. And so mm-hmm. oftentimes I'm going and trying to help and serve and love 
someone and end up pouring out until my cup is empty. Mm. Um, and like with my intentions are always good. You know, I left the door open for good reason. I had good intentions, but didn't know what necessarily account for. And it's not just one situation. I mean, I've been in different predicaments and so not always accounting for, um, the cost I mean I guess I, I I always consider the cost but consider consider losing my heart worth the risk which mm-hmm. is which is what I used to do I mean I know better now um, and I'm doing better now but for a long time I think that had something to something to do with it um so it's it's complicated and what I'm also learning too is like nothing is one-dimensional nothing no one is like a lot of times it's not always just a bad guy and a blah, like right. things aren't one dimensional and people are at different spaces and what also potential is not something that I can bank on. Like that risk is too high if there's not security in actions, if there's not clarity of intention and communication. Um, Cause even the nicest person might end up stealing something from your house. <laughs> um, and so I think like that's an important thing and that's a lesson that I've had to learn the hard way. And like learning that that those boundaries and that accountability is a is is too high a cost to expect someone else to pay if I'm not gonna pay it myself mm-hmm. first. If I don't understand like if I'm not setting a boundary because of how much I value my time and my my personhood, um and and how giving I am, like if I'm not willing to set that boundary, it's too much for me to put on someone else and expect them to know and to set it and to realize, oh, hey, now I'm doing too much. Oh, hey, now I need to do more. Um, I think part of the problem is I've also been with narcissists before. <laughs> so it's one extreme and the other extreme. And that's a dangerous game. Um, and sometimes it's narcissism. Sometimes it is narcissistic tendencies that aren't like that don't define someone's personality but it is or who they are as a person um but it's because of hurt and and things that haven't been healed Mm -hmm. that they're acting in that way sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between the two um and so I would take things that nobody else would and call it grace and that's what I thought I was doing so it can be it can be complicated and it can be confusing I think it's really important for us to know our value our intention and as we talked about last um, episode like everything is in the context of what my call is of what my destiny is and so the clearer that becomes the more it changes the way you navigate these spaces I think you know if I was in a more secure space at some of the times where I felt like I was you know, like the house that was robbed, well, not robbed, because <laughs> you didn't break in, right? Um, <laughs> but if that I felt like that home, um, I think the outcome would have been different. I think the way that it was handled would have been different if I was more aware. Um, there would have probably been more conversations, and there were things that would have hurt in the moment in order to not hurt more later. I realized that there's a misalignment here. And so instead of trying to knock something into play, I just be like, nope, sis. Nope, you just don't fit. And sis, I'm, I'm using sis in a general sense. <laughs> it's gender neutral in yeah, this case. Yeah, it's, ge- it's gender neutral in this case. In this <laughs> but like, nope, like, like that's, this, this isn't working. And it's not because you're a bad person. And it's not because, you know, I'm a bad person. It's not because, you know, you don't have potential. It's not because, you know, I'm not invested. 
because um, for me, I would always think, oh, leaving meant a lack of investment, and I'm I'm sticking this thing till the wheels fall off mm-hmm. and turn to dust. I'm writing it <laughs> out, and it's just like, right. but that's not what it means. Sometimes it just means wisdom. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it just means I'm aware, I'm self aware, and I value both of us too much than to put us through um, that unnecessarily. And if I'm already aware of what you can't offer me, uh, I'm not going to continue to try and get that from you. If mm-hmm. I'm already aware that you don't value what I offer you, I'm not going to force you to. Because <laughs> somebody else does. And they don't need begging. Amen. Amen. So we, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this. But we're going to hop into our next segment. Now that this discussion is rolling, we're going to talk about some of our um, discussion topics, questions, concerns <laughs> regarding dating and DMs. Aren't you excited? I am. Hey, y'all. So this episode was so dense with juicy discussion that we've decided to split it into two parts. So you've reached the end of episode two, part one, DMs, Dating, and Destiny. Make sure that you stay tuned. You keep an eye out for part two because it's going to be hitting a podcast platform near you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a blessed day, blessed week, blessed month, blessed year, and a blessed life. Thank you for kicking it with us in the Royal Room. Oh, 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 oh,